I'm like Liza Soberano having 300 Mbps. So, our yes. micro efforts will have a macro effect. Effects, yes. To save the health, our home, our planet. Our efforts together. Well, I actually observed no, na meron talagang limitations ang acting LMS. Good day, everyone. Welcome to the third episode of this podcast. This is Neil Explains, where we give our teaching experiences, teaching advices, and teaching life. So for this podcast, for this episode, we are going to have two of the Tanyag teachers of Holy Cross of Davao College where they are going to share their experiences, their insights about distance learning. So allow me to welcome Sir Kevin and Sir Hello, Felmar. Good Hello, good sirs. Good day. Good day. Sawadika, Sir Neil. Sawadika from Thailand. Kamusta ba yung Thailand natin, Sir Felmar? Living my best life here in Bangkok. How yeah, about this mine is so Madayao, Hugyao, and Padayan here in Davos City. Okay, so it seems like we are so distant from one another and so timely, no? It's because we're going to talk about distance learning this time. I so how was your experience it. so far for the distance learning, but yeah, sir? In my case, I'm actually enjoying it because we are actually this experience that we have somehow we are we really embraced something which is already practiced by other institutions outside particularly in international scene but more likely we're trying to perfect it in the way that it becomes very effective that even if we are after this COVID-19 experience we can still do something which is still the same of this improve the things that we need to improve particularly in learning still and yet we still continue the development of this context. How about you, Sir Felmark? In my case, Sir Neil, what I really appreciate about distance learning is its flexibility. I can teach wherever wherever I am and I can deliver the instruction wherever I am. So I think ang nakakaganda nito in my case kasi ako best in wara-wara ako Sir Neil. So go there, go go everywhere. So ganon. For example, my vacation here in Bangkok. So dito, kahit nandito ako sa Bangkok, I can still deliver my job well. That's because of distance learning Sir Neil. He really loves his job talaga Sir Neil. Talaga. Yeah, that, that's really the thing, no? Because it's a distance learning. We can really have our flexible schedule. It's really borderless. We have borderless learning. And learners can also save, especially as teachers, it's going to always save. Instead of going to the on-site na classes, we can stay at homes or we can stay in our vacation places and to conduct our studies or cl- classes there naman, di ba? Were you experience it, di ba, sirs? Yes, yes, yes. Even I, even here in my, you know, we're actually working flexible. There are actually times that, of course, through health concerns, you really have to make sure that I am at home safety. But what I mean is, even if I'm still at home, I can still deliver it. The same thing, I guess, with Sir Felmer's experience that even if he's in Bangkok, he can still deliver all the expected con, all the expected skills is needed, of course. Context, right, Sir Falmer? Truly, Sir Kevin. So, what I really appreciate about distance learning is its flexibility, talaga, Sir Neil. Aside from that, is of course, it will protect you from all the evils <laughs> brought by COVID 19. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yes. So, and you know what, Sir Neil, Sir Felmer is 
really like para siyang Blue Phoenix. He's very flexible. Yeah. Para siyang marunong din mag-split-split, di ba? Pero aside from that, opportunities are already there. Di ba ikaw, Sir Kevin, you're enrolled in Siliman, which is really far from Davao City. So what's your experience for the distance learning? Yeah, to be honest, it's I'm actually enjoying the experience now because regardless with I'm here in Davao City yet I can still continue and you know what I still enjoy actually bonding with my friends even if it's online. I have my fellows coming from Cebu, from Bohol, wherever we are actually. You no, know, we are actually representing the major islands here. So I have classmates from Luzon, Visayas, and Mindanao. Yet we can still actually bond well. Um, what I also love about my experience is that we all have our different orientations. We all have our different culture. We all have our different practices. And we convene of all of those practices. And we try to practice somehow the good things and have it in our own if it's effective. Uh, in our case, that's something that I actually enjoy it. The same thing with how Sir Felmark for sure say that it's very flexible. Still, yes, it's very flexible. Even our teachers can extend time and even our teachers can make actually the, can be flexible also of the requirements that we're actually submitting. Yeah, so that's really the perks. Pero kahit karami tayong advantages for the distance learning, there are still a lot of problems that we encounter. No? Number one is the internet talaga. So there's really a high problem with the internet, specifically us here in the Philippines. Sir Felmark, I think he's so blessed because he's in Bangkok right now. And I think you have a good internet connection there. Am I right, Sir Felmark? Yes, really, Sir Neil. You know what? You know, I'm... Like Liza Soberano <laughs> having 300 Mbps. So I can't relate to third world problems, Sir Neil. <laughs> Sorry for that. But aside from the internet, Sir Felbeck, what usually distractions or let's say disadvantages of distance learning you encountered? Ba? We really have to qualify first what type of distance learning. But if it's online, Sir Neil, I think common observation, not my problem, of course, but the problems of my co-teachers, especially the old ones. Because again, as to what I have told you earlier, the generation gap is very apparent in distance learning. Because of this gap in communication, older generations of teachers are unfamiliar with the technology that could be useful in the classroom. In, in schools that do have um, plentiful digital resources, teachers might not know how to use them, disadvantaging their students. So it is necessary really to have teachers who know how to use communication technology efficiently in the classroom because without this technical know-how by of the teacher there's a greater probability talaga that students would really misuse this technology so as much as possible kung wa is ang mga students mo sa paggamit ng technology dapat ikaw teacher you should be one step ahead of them ang nangyayari especially with the old ones again it's based on my observation back up with various researches sir nil naman talaga na talagang merong generation gap yan ang common problem kailangan sila keep up with the technology talaga sir nil yeah keeping up talaga no we need to be flexible and adaptive to the change aside from that sir kevin i just want to ask for for your insights about the high chances of destruction for online classes. Yes, actually, Sir Neil, you know what? Um, I what I experienced though we have already keeping up, particularly in our applications. However, we cannot actually make sure, no, because remember our students do have limitations in the access to technology. There are times that their equipments and learning are actually backwards into what is actually in need right now. There are some most of the time that's one thing I encounter because a lot of times. 
our applications right now requires high iOS if it's in an Apple and even, yeah, data like that. It really needs upgrade. However, uh, because, of course, the access of the, technolo the technology is not the same, it also limits. Now, there are times that applications is not working into the, into the equipment or into the laptops of the students because there's their laptop are not the same as to what we are using or not not the same thing with the others no where you said is why it actually limits and sometimes it actually disrupts me because i plan something good for a discussion but i cannot push through i cannot i cannot push through so i have to i have to change i have to innovate my teach uh, the the teaching and such as that which actually requires me you know others are using phones while others using laptops where, where others do have their pcs of course each of them no, each of these do have their own functions each of these do have their own pros and cons no they're each of them do also have their limitations that is why it actually hinders me because not all of them are in are in the same Okay, and aside from that one, no, I think there's also a problem uh, with the quality of learning. The quality of learning will really be compromised because as of now, the implementation of the different modes of online learning kay pinabtik. Even if there are, no, there are no researches about the implementation of it, but of course, we are half-baked to implement it. Were you able to yeah. feel it, Busters? Y yes, yeah. Actually, based on the statement of Sir Kevin kanina, yung mga technological demands, like yung mga students na walang internet, don't have this kind of device, or processing ng laptop nila is very lag and the likes. So, of course, I can't relate. Pero, you know, we need to... Um, sympathize with our students because as much as possible, the least thing we can do is to minimize this digital divide, right, Sir Neil? But ang problema dyan, Sir Neil, sometimes kasi it is used as an excuse for exactly. them to, you know, hindi mag-attend ng class kasi nagwara-wara lang pala dun sa mall with the jowa and all. So, sometimes you cannot validate that. Alam nga namang pilitin mo sila to do this and to do that. So, of course, with the various data na kailangan mong i-deal, hindi mo ma-cross-validate agad-agad. So, i-exempt mo na lang and hindi sila makatan ng class. So, alam nga naman pilitin, di ba? Tayo pa ang maging masama na hindi tayo welcoming of Correct these students. Yeah, we are making a lot of excuses regarding whatever they have there naman, di ba? Instead of them being so responsible of their own actions, we're not telling, we're not nagging here, we're not nagretitas here, di ba? But yeah. that is the reality naman din. Well, anyway, those are the disadvantages of the online class. Let's try to narrow it down. Let's go to the types of distance learning modes. Let's go to particularly to synchronous learning. We know that synchronous learning could be done in virtual classrooms, in web conferencing, educational televisions and radios, and even learning management system. Now, my question, sirs, is... I know that half-baked tayo tatlo diba dito in the implementation of the synchronous learning. So what are your challenges in the first implementation of the synchronous session in your classroom setup? To be honest, no, my problem talaga before was that first and foremost, I myself no, are half-baked much more to the students because they are not that introduced. I have to... I have to make use no, of other applications, social media, and such as that, uh, though it becomes very easy. However, as to what, just like what Sir Felmark made mention, whose laptop is very easy to, to shut down, you know what? Talagang ano na talaga yon? Very difficult talaga on the very first space because I 
you pacing, no, as, as to what I said, the pacing actually of the discussion is really there into that context. That talaga, I have to instruct them this and this, that and that, which is first and foremost, we are not that oriented. No, I myself has to learn much more that as to what I said to the students. Um, sa aking case naman, Sir Neil, you know, ang problema ko talaga dyan, of course, I don't have problem with the internet connection. Again, I don't encounter, you know, third world problems. But my problem really as a teacher is in terms of the monitoring. So that's, cannot really impose classroom management therein. Kasi may policy naman tayo na hindi dapat required ang students to turn on their cameras. Kasi but may mga students, whether we like it or not, that have a poor internet connection. So kapag mag-on ng camera, masamot og kalag. So to cater them, we recognize na okay lang mag-off ng camera. But the problem with that, Sir Neil, is baka natutulog na while the class is still ongoing. And baka nagwara-wara lang the eye somewhere while they're attending their classes. And they don't have, of course, kung ganyan, they are multitasking, of course, it's already assumed na hindi full attention ang binibigay nila. Wala sila sa focus sa class nila. Aside from that, ang issue ko rin sa online classes, Sir Neil, especially, in terms of the policy talaga, like, okay lang na one device while taking the exam without any camera, like, ganun, hindi mo mamomonitor kung sila ba ang nagsasagot niyan or other people. Hindi mo rin mamomonitor if nag-google ba sila, nag-open ba sila ng another tab to check the answers, of course, uh, to have an answer of that. Kasi, now, nakita ko na na meron na tayong face-to-face exam and meron tayong online exam. If I were to compare their answers sa online examination and sa face-to-face examination, there's a really great disparity. I could notice talaga na ang ganda ng ang grammar dito, ang ganda ng sentence construction, ang ganda ng flawless talaga, walang mga grammatical inconsistencies. Pero pagdating sa face-to-face, ay parang may mali. So, ganun, parang Parang may something na, wrong, di ba? May something wrong talaga sa monitor, monitoring na it seems like the responses that we get from our students are not really authentic and not really legit. So, that's the problem, I think, certainly. Another thing for that one is, do you think that we used a very good learning management system? So now we're okay. We're, I'm not saying that we're not using we're not using it properly. But do you think the use of LMS is effective? The LMS that we're using right now is effective. Well, I actually observed no, that there are limitations on acting LMS of, because remember that in our, for example, uh, example Sir Neil, de right? We have a Philippine quality framework, of course, of education, which is um, up to now not yet uh, not yet transferred no into online learning. Uh, that's actually the limitation because remember we have an expected thing that the students must have to perform, but we cannot actually push through all of those no uh, to the quality framework. We have to limit instead of instead of them learn instead of them developing all of those uh, all of those standards that we need to let the students experience in order for them to become a better teachers better professionals in the future but we can't no because we have this limitation that is why um we have limitation particularly on the LMS no and uh, and aside from that no as to what uh, sir felmark also made mention whose laptop is very advanced i am i i i am also looking on the idea that um, 
particularly on the assessment, no, we cannot actually get the real or the authentic assessment of the students in context of learning much more no, that it actually goes no, or the polysyllogism of that it also goes into the quality of learning that they have aside from the LMS, aside from the the even uh, even in our instructional materials and even more you know, to the assessment, it actually goes to show that it also has a relationship with the quality of the learning that we are actually facing to the students in which the teachers are very flexible. However, sometimes you know, because of these limitations, we actually limit also into our thing of delivery, the assessment, and to those I mentioned. I guess Sir Felmark also has something to say. Um, Sir Neil, um, am I still audible, di ba? Of course. Mad- yes, of course. Not highlights. Of course. The problem here is ours. That's your problem. <laughs> Char. Okay. Um, speaking of, you know, the assess- my assessment on the um, online, manage- online learning management of the Holy Cross of Davao College, I think Holy Cross is still doing good despite some loopholes. Though there are loopholes, I think it is because of the value of the institution to cater students from the less fortunate, okay? I think we go back to our vision mission. We are for the less fortunate. Yan ang problema. Wala silang pang Wi-Fi and all. So, alangan naman i-compel natin sila kung yan lang talaga ang ma-afford. That's the good thing of Holy Cross of Davao College kasi um, we are gearing towards education is for all. Okay? Nga kahit anong... Regardless of your economic background, as much as possible, kung meron kang device na ganito, then good to go ka na, makapag-aaral ka na. You have, will have good access to education. However, of course, kasi ganyan, meron din yung mga problema that will be um, prone to abuses. So, sa, sa sinabi ko kanina, kasi hindi required mag-off ng camera, mag-on ng camera during learning session, so hindi mo malalaman kung nasaan ang mga mag-aaral mo while the class is still ongoing. Okay, yeah. Despite of the problems that we encounter, no, we still do our very best to do something to address these certain problems in our own little ways because we are creative mammals. Whether we like it or not, we are born to be creative and to always find solutions to certain problems like that. But of course... Yes, sir, Neil, born this way. Born this way tayo. <laughs> Lady Gaga tayo dito. So aside from that synchronous learning, of course... The trend right now also is during our synchronous session, it wouldn't be like the discussion-discussion thing because as much as possible, we have readily available posted videos now already. And what we're going to do during the synchronous session, specifically in our case, we just meet once a week. That should be the time that we're going to deepen the understanding. It's not opening new topic, but we're just going to deepen the understanding of our students from the posted video we have posted before because it's so conventional if we are going to have panic discussion by all the concepts the best way for that one to ensure that there's a transfer of learning to ensure that we were able to deepen the understanding of the students is to provide them an activity provide a problem situated activity for them to again to see to check if they're really able to understand the concept that is presented in your video discussion and let's go to the asynchronous learning so we have different modes there we have the modules web-based courses and even video and audio tapes. So I know that we have a lot of problems encountered regarding these different types of modes under asynchronous learning. We want so much to hear from you, your experience, and how you're able to cope up with this one. To be honest, Sir Neil, no, I'm actually, make in my case, being 
ahead of a specific office you know, that actually makes me easy to deliver the topic. However, the problem that I used to encounter is that uh, whenever we had our uh, our synchronous, which you just made mention earlier, Sir Neil, it actually made uh, it actually supposedly that we are to depend and supposedly that we are to wrap up actually the topic of conclusions and everything else it actually made me into uh, to go back supposedly of discussing the topics giving concepts uh, lighting up this topic because um i am not sure i'm not certain whenever i ask the students what's your idea about this no one is actually uh, no no one is actually an, uh, is answering at the same time no one is bothered uh, with regards to their degree uh, with regards to the 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 implication about this that is why it actually led me to go back to the topic because i'm that actually gave me some uh, some uh, problems not how can we depend if first and foremost they, they they haven't learned these concepts yet that is why i have to go back again to to define i i have to go back not to uh to the low order thinking which is supposedly we are on the uh, we are on the activities where we need to uh, where we need to generalize or where they need to create where they need to conceptualize such as that which uh, which is supposedly another however um one way for me to address this is that i'm actually making this a point that um i'm giving questions no uh, i'm giving questions in the middle of my prepared videos that i do or something with regards to the reading uh, uh, pdf readings that they have portable reading uh, files that they have I actually do. I, I actually had that, but of course, not even if I I had this already, I can still. I'm I'm not still sure. I'm not still certain that they're the one answering it. So you know, talaga parang the problem there is not anymore us providing opportunities for students, but it's already them not complying, not being responsible of their own learning. How about you, Sir Felmark? I know you're able to hold classes or module classes. What are your insights about it? As to my case, um, I'll focus on the modular approach so that eh, i have to give context to my answers na lang. i'm not from DepEd, and we are not adopting the modules of the department of education i mean i'm not public school teacher that eh. so i was not uh, a part of the department educate education public um teaching force but in the private institutions we have the privilege to develop and draft our own module. So, kami ang nagsusulat, naggagawa, lumilikha ng aming sariling module, Sir Neil. So, ang problema talaga dyan, Sir Neil, I'm okay with drafting modules. I'm okay with drafting modules. I don't have any problem with that at all. So, Pia words back 2015. So, however, however, Sir Neil, ang problema ko dyan talaga is yung pag-check. On my part, ha, ang pag-check. Imagine, ilang estudyante, ilang pages ng module ang i-check mo. So, ilang students ang sasagot niyan. What would you expect? Kasi sa amin, hindi namin binibigay ang answer key. Kasi, gina-feedback namin, sinasauli siya weekly. Then after that, they would deposit the module, the, the answered module, and they would get a new one. Kasi kapag hindi nila masauli ang old module, like the module 1, hindi sila makakuha ng module 2. Ganon ang system namin dati. So, feedbacking is really constant on our end. But ang problema nyan is, like, really my time, halos ilang oras na lang ako natutulog. Kasi, you know, you really have to check ilang pages naman isang module, like 10 pages, 5, five to 10 pages, isang module lang yan. So, good for one student. And how many students? I think, suntok sa buwan siya. So, whether we like it or not, na-adjoy part sa module na may let ang pag-check. Like, okay, corrected by. Then, there are parts na 
siseryosohin mo. So, yung mga, fo- yung mga fo- formative lang na part, okay lang yun. Milet, check. Kasi, you know, formative assessments are recorded but not graded. But yung mga summative assessments na parte ng module, galingan mo doon sa pag-check. Kasi, part yan sa grade. And talaga, I think, ang problema talaga doon is ang time ni teacher sa pag-check. Aside sa time sa pag-check ni teacher talaga is the feedbacking. Hindi ganun. Kasi ikaw, teacher, ikaw, halimbawa ikaw, isusulat mo ba lahat like two sentences, eh, two paragraphs or essay writing ka na lang sa isang module para ma-feedback mo, ma-feedback mo lahat ng gusto mong sabihin. Ang hirap naman, di ba? It's time-consuming and imagine how many, how many modules na imong i-check. So, ang hirap na i-feedback mo talaga thoroughly lahat. So, feedbacking is at stake. So, the quality of the feedback at stake yan and the timeliness of feedbacking. Kasi, other schools talaga na by quarter ang pagsauli ng module. Imagine, modules 1 to 5 na ang nasauli, wala pang feedback ni isa dyan. Others would, na-observe na ko nga, hindi na chinicheck, gina-checklist na lang nila kung sino yung nagsubmit ng module or hindi. How would they know na natututo ang bata? Hindi nila malaman yun kasi gina-checklist lang nila sino ang nagsubmit at hindi nagsubmit. Hindi nila chinek kung ano ang feedback, ang sagot ng bata doon sa module. Aside from that, yon feedbacking, the quality of the feedbacking, the pag-check ng teacher sa module, the timeliness of the feedback as well, and the monitoring din. Problema yan kung sino yung nagsagot. Diba, maraming memes sa social media na ang nag-top one is yung parent. Teacher, ang parent ng bata, <laughs> yung kapatid ng bata. Because these memes in social media speak the truth. Kung not truth, but partial of the truth Talaga, may truth talaga dyan sa meme na yan, sa mga, hindi naman mag-i-exist ang mga ideas na yan kung hindi talaga yan na-observe in the status quo, right? So, kaya nga, galit na galit sometimes sa mga parents na galit na galit kasi kinokorek, yun pala, siya pala ang sumagot galit na galit. Hindi mo paano, mo, paano mo masabi na ang bata ay natututo kung in the very first place, ang parents naman pala ang nagsagot. There are even, na, may, may mga na-observe talaga ako. Hindi na lang ako mag-concerning, pero... <laughs> Here's here's the tea. Here's the tea. There are even parents that would hire college students to answer the module of their kids. Imagine that. If you were the parent, how can you tolerate that? Diba? So I'm okay with it in times of the pandemic, but to consistently use it, um, I think I'm no for it. I'm okay pa siguro ako sa online, but not for modular learning sir. Yeah, thank you for that sir no. So ma-compromise talaga yung quality of the learning. Might as well it would be like compliance compliance na lang but the the quality of it parang we don't care anymore at all. Yeah, so to talaga sir Neil. In fact, sir Neil, I would like to add ha. Meron pa talaga akong friend, you know what during his modular experience, nag-submit pa talaga ang student ng module, tapos may COVID pala siya. My God. Buong institution nag-quarantine for God's sake. So, di ba at stake din yung health natin during that time? So, kasi tapang a lot of us were thinking din na the virus could still be transmitted through the paper. We are thinking also that way. Then that's why we contain the module somewhere else's and then we get it after how many days pa. So, the time of checking it will also be like a thing kasi you have to stay that one in, a, in the room para 
mawala yung mga masasamang mga spirits na to. True, sir, ni. Lucky for those schools na ang submission is online. Online, di ba? Pero may mga schools talaga na stick to the traditional approach. Like, you really have to pass the printed paper. And here's the tip, sir, ni. Kasi, you know, alam mo naman siguro ang riso-riso, right? You know, yeah, the yeah, production yeah. of the module. Siyempre, yung pag-riso, sometimes makukulangan ng time kasi tambak na ang mga modules doon. Ilang ilang pages ang iriso niya. So, hindi matapos within that time. And you as a teacher, mag-check mag while checking the module, mag-staple ka pa ng mga modules to be released next week. So, imagine the, kung, a- kung ako, hindi na ako babalik sa ganun period. Like, kahit unemployed ako, hindi na ako magtuturo. <laughs> Modular approach. Bye. Our lesson learned ka na talaga, Sir Felmack, no? Whether there is already, there's still the passion for learn, pero when we have the kind of system, it would really be a no-no for us. Yes, it's a big no for me. So, hashtag traumatized. Hashtag traumatized. And also, aside from the modules, so instead of modules, this time we are making the videos, right, the the recorded videos for our asynchronous session. And the problem there naman is parang similar to one that Sir Kevin shared Now, even if we are posting videos for our recorded videos, students will not really watch the videos parent. So that's really something. We already included na some questions there inside the video and then some keywords that they are going to reply in the comment section. They still find a way para to lessen their burden in watching it. They will not be watching it. In that case, there's really a significance on their scores. Kapag sila, you'll ask them questions. They cannot answer it na even if everything is just there in the in the discussion and even in the audio tape so that's also a problem there again even if we're doing extra extra mile to give students the opportunity to learn but still still their responsibility their behavior that would count for them to learn something okay so there are a lot of platforms of course um we have the quipper the model the schoology we have google classroom we have edmodo ProQuest and eLibrary. We can also use YouTube as our means of learning. We also have Coursera, Audacity, Udacity, edX. We have FETM, Interactive Simulations. We can also use the Zoom, the FB, and even the Messenger for learning something. Might as well right now in TikTok, there are also a lot of videos that we can really learn from it. Through different platforms that we have, we have the synchronous in the mode, in Quipper, in model, and can also have synchronous for the Google Classroom and other stuff alike. So we can have these different platforms to ensure quality learning parent despite of our situation right now. And aside from the online setup and the face-to-face, we have, of course, the blended learning. It's a combination of the two, I mean. And right now, we are still working on it. We are still trying to find some studies, making studies, just to make sure that the implementation of this blended learning is there. But my question for Sir Kevin, as one who is ahead of a certain office, are we ready about to implement properly blended learning to every courses spot? We are actually on our way. However, I, I looked at it on, on a dream, to be honest, because remember that when you look into the context of blended learning, that's more on into the Anusarnil, if I'm not mistaken, because we have lots of definition. We have uh, one definition actually stated in Chad Memorandum Order number nine that when we say blended learning, there are portions being discussed online where there is also portion being done by the students on site. Well, there are also blended learning that speaks Sir Neil that a portion of the students will be online while 
uh, while the teacher is doing the discussion, portion of the students will be online and portion will be the students um, within to uh, on-site. Now, what's the difficult with the latter, uh, latter presentation about what blended learning is? It's actually very costly, to be honest. No, it's very, it, it, it's, uh, it entails actually a lot of, you uh, know, um, a lot of devices needed no because of course we are actually simulating the students to really feel that they are still uh, they are still in the in the traditional classroom while they are having the students they can engage their learning in fact we have uh, we actually started that one last week with my with my classes in the other school no uh, we had this formulation however it it also finds me very difficult because as to what we said no there are there are certain limitations the teacher are actually writing something in the board in which the camera is not that legible but uh, these are actually beyond to our capacity to do while on the other blended course of learning like for example there are things for example that the teacher as to as to the former no the former concept of what blended learning that uh, there will be portions of the discussion online where the students will be doing their activities on site uh, what usually happens is there are actually informations or the uh, the, the nitty-gritty actually of the things that is being discussed is sometimes no, not not being processed thoroughly by the students there are actually elements that are needed to be performed the students however they were not able to point it out because remember there are these limitations that they have um they were of course not in online learning not all of them can really engage in the discussion or especially on the clarification of the things that they need to do that is why in as to what you said going back to the previous question to which for sure that motion of uh, that motion is very familiar to you, Sir Neil, because you really love to raise that one. To go back to the previous question, whether the school is um, ready or not, no, we are still under 25%. No, we are still at 25% of the readiness. By the way, um, I would like to take this opportunity to acknowledge actually Sir Felmark because as to how I listen no, to Sir Felmark, feels like talagang meron siyang Thai accent no, while answering to it. You and I, I really love to hear that one coming from a uh, Sir Felmark. Okay, thank you for that, Sir Kevin, for giving us a vision of what will happen, of course, in the next years for Holy Cross of Davao College. But my last question along po, given the types of modalities, given the types of learnings, the new learning platforms that we have, how do you see the educational setup five years from now po? Just very short lang. Let's start with you, Sir Felmark. So Warika again, Sir Brian, and so Warika, Sir Kevin. So fresh from Bangkok po ako ngayon. So um, as of that, I think kasi we, we cannot get away na, I think we cannot get away now with online learning. What I have, what I envisioned for the educational setup that we will be having for the next five years, I think blended learning. So I think blended na siguro tayo. Hindi na tayo mag-revert back into the pure on-face-to-face class. Meron ng schedule for online and merong days na mag-face-to-face tayo. And I think better yan to give flexibility as well to the teacher and of course to meet all the lapses na hindi mamimit talaga pag pure online lang ang learning method. So, I'll give a go for blended learning, both online and face-to-face. 
Okay, thank you for that, Sir Felmar. How about you, Sir Kevin? Yeah, the same thing with Sir Felmar. No, that I'm actually seeing also that there will be this instances that the students uh, will be having their online classes. Will also be having this this um, on-site no, classes such as that. Though what whatever it is, we have to go back to the core of what education is, which is of course to train these students becoming better citizens. No, regardless of wherever whatever they are. However, we have to look into considerations like, for example to the quality framework that we'll be needing there should be a change that there should be a need of course to revise revisit everything no, and to recalibrate whether we are actually addressing the very need of the society though we know that these advances are actually making a tall uh, good into preparing our students but then again we go back to its core that we have to provide this necessary like you know, objectives outcomes that are very unnecessary for today at the same time would also be very uh fitting for both or or fitting for both on-site and even online classes by the way sir felmar please send us santol because i know that you're there in bangkok she sent us bangkok santol please thank you very much sir neil Thank you very much for that very insightful sharing, Sir Felmark and Sir Kevin. Yes, Sir Neil. What I think right now is we really need to have to do is to really start changing our ways, to start recalibrating our minds and redirecting our steps. Because together, as a global community, <laughs> our yes, micro efforts will have a macro effect. Effects, yes. <laughs> to save the health, our home, our planet. So with that, let's just continue learning with one another. Let's just make our efforts together. <laughs> yes, extending efforts talaga, Sir Neil, is very important for us to continue the context of learning. Right, Sir Felmar? Yes, exactly, Sir Kevin and Sir Neil. After all, the very purpose of education is to respond to the needs of the time. So I think whatever educational platforms or modalities that we will be having, it must be responsive to the needs of the society. So that would be all. Kaplan Kat Island. Thank you very much, everyone. And that is the end of the third episode of this podcast. Again, this is Neil Explains. We give your experiences, our insights, and our learning advices. Thank you and see you in the next episode. 